1: 20 in the morning for this February 23rd 2023. Today's show is brought to you by MahlerBrothers.com Use promo code 1420BROS That's 1420BROS for 10% off golf apparel at maulerbrothers.com today uh won't be any golf played around here she's minus minus twenty thousand. i think it is snow on the ground the whole bit but for you for for those of you who are uh in the warmer climates go to mauler brothers and get yourself some uh some golf shirts they got some other t-shirts some great new stuff that just got released yesterday uh thank you very much for josh for getting that out to me uh yesterday um we'll talk later anyways um Last night, sat sitting around, not a whole bunch going on 1420 World Headquarters last night, which was nice for once. We uh, turned on the, the new Netflix documentary, uh, the golf documentary, Full Swing. Uh, that's got a few episodes out already. We watched the first two, and it got me thinking a little bit about how uh, golf and people and, and athletes, and they're, they're a little bit unapproachable at, at times. And I was wondering if it is a, a part of a, an athlete's job or in their job description to be uh, – to be likable, or at the very least, a little bit approachable, maybe put on a, a facade a little bit when the cameras are on and when you're when you're there. I know they li- they live, live a life that we uh, most of us wouldn't understand beyond our wildest dreams, and it's uh, the the money that these guys have. We we have no idea and, and and the like and what goes on. But you look at a guy like Brooks Koepka. Uh, I didn't. I don't know much about the guy. I watch golf, but I try not to get involved with uh, the day-to-day lives of these guys, and that's maybe why I don't watch these very often because I'm a bit jaded. Apparently, when it comes to a guy like brooks Kepka, but he came across as a, a complete and utter uh the, the the embodiment of the term entitled little prick he uh he didn't make me a, a fan of him last night and what does he care he's got more money now that he joined the live tour beyond his wildest dreams but he came across as a uh like we, we, we say here in canada i'm taking my nets and i'm going home uh when things didn't go his way at the masters last year 2022 when he missed the cut and they were talking about uh they they were interviewing him on the, the night uh after the thursday night round he was they were sitting around with his wife and with his um a buddy of his and they were talking about how uh he i can't beat these guys these guys are better than me i'll never beat these guys boo fucking who you're sitting in your in your in your palaces wherever and you got all the money in the world you can you can understand i know you want to be competitive and i i get it but you, you came across as a, as a as a people who uh don't know this i guess you don't have to watch a documentary but that's why we talk about these things he came across really 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 poorly and it wasn't a good look i, I know they, they can clip things for the documentaries and how they make these things work so they get clicks and people watch and then we talk about them the next day on on podcasts like this but it he didn't come across uh, as a very uh, likable person whatsoever and i it's it's it's, and his wife jeez i don't know if you guys uh, i i've never heard of her before jenna sims she's some b b actress but she came across as just the the oh my god like i've never seen a person not should say never but i haven't seen a person in a long time act like the way she was acting and the way she was talking about her new wedding dresses and coming to the pool and how things were so good before when he was winning and she didn't really seem to care that he was winning or losing she liked the paycheck i know they can clip things she was on the screen for maybe three to four minutes but she came across Almost as uh, as uh, unlikable as Kepka did. It was um, a little embarrassing, actually, the way she was parading out uh, and just the the whole bit she was talking about her clothes, and she couldn't even uh, realize how little her husband was talking or, or was paying attention to the wedding dress and everything else because he was worried about his golf game and then and then how she came across and she came out the pool wearing heart sunglasses and the like and he he came across like he came across really really poorly and then you look at a guy like scotty scheffler he came across as a really nice guy and he was he went back to his hometown they got a coffee with his wife his his wife who's his high school sweetheart and the the whole bit and they were walking around town and having a good time and just and then when he was on the golf course talking with his caddy joking about some things and he came across a likable uh guy that you could have a he i mean he's a he i don't think he has beers but but he seems like the kind of guy you would have a beer with, but he's a Christian, like heavily Christian, which is which is fine. Doesn't hurt me, doesn't hurt anybody. Um, well, some Christians end up hurting people, but that's another story for another day. But he, he just came across a really decent human being and a, and a nice guy, whereas Kepka didn't. And like I said, I know they, they, they can clip these things to make it look like uh, one's a, a villain because that, that, that sells not gets clicks and one comes across as the ultimate nice guy. But I think that athletes have a, a general obligation i think a little bit to be at least uh human to reporters and human to their fans and, and to come across it to people because they're they're, they're given a, an opportunity they're given a gift and yes you have to work hard to get to any level of professional sports It's that you can be, be given a god-given gift and, and you have to work hard to get to, to that next level and go on with it uh but these guys who, who were uh, d- downright rude to reporters and and to to their fans they, they they don't sign an autograph here and they're they're rude to reporters there when Ask simple questions, and how they come across as unapproachable and uh, and standoffish and the like. It, it's not it, it's not a good look for these guys because like, the, the the money that they're getting is not all from from uh, you know ticket sales and this and that. It comes from sponsors, and that and that money comes from. Well, at the end end of the day, it comes from people. But it, to, to to put in the 15, 20 minutes after a, a game or after an event or after a round of golf, I don't think that's too much to ask for for these guys to be at least a little bit human. Uh, I, I understand that you're going to be a little bit little bit upset after a round or after a game. If you if you didn't go out there, if you shoot 10 over par and you miss the cut, and you're going to be a little bit poopy pants about it. But I don't think it gives you the right to be uh, short uh, with reporters and, and to be uh, a prick with reporters. And we talk about Tortorella all the time how he gets a little bit uh, antsy with guys and maybe sometimes we, we ask for too much from these guys right after a game because it, it does, you know, you're, if you're a little upset, I, I like I said, I, I get it that you'll have Aber... Um a bit a bit of disdain you don't want to talk about some things we all have our days where if it's not going so well and somebody asks you how you're doing or if you're mad if they're mad at you the answer is you know what the answer is you gotta ask that question and it never goes too well and married men and women they understand that that or when you had a high school girlfriend are you mad at me well i'm not yet but i will be if you keep going so it's one of those those situations where guys maybe it's time to actually just get rid of uh the, the post-game interviews and, and and the whole bit because when someone says something that we as the uh the adoring public don't like we, we bash these guys for it and then when they don't talk at all we bash bash them for it for it as well and when they give the the mundane answers we bash that for them too so like the the, the uh, yeah we're gonna try harder i'll play harder tomorrow we'll kind to hit the green make some putts and things will be better and no one wants to hear that anymore so maybe it's just time to get rid of these conversations all together and, and then you know maybe some more retrospect stuff which i find a lot a lot better you i've been watching a few of these uh uh greatest baseball games in history things and they're getting guys 10 15 20 years later what their thoughts were and those are much more intriguing uh th- than what the post game is which is, which means absolutely nothing and you don't get what the true feel of these these guys are and i don't think we ever will nowadays how these because they're the true feelings of these guys isn't the same what it was 20 30 years ago because they have so, so much money and they're out of touch with reality and they, a lot of these guys came from money to get to where they are because we've talked about that i think on the show as well that professional athletes nowadays aren't going up on the the farms of saskatchewan or wichita kansas right it's just a di- different way way of life and it and this is the first generation of professional athletes who are are the the entitled group so we're, not, we're never going to get the answers that, that we really want or get the, the feel that we want like they showed um Kept at his house. It looked like it was on a great big lake or, or on on the body of water somewhere, but it was a great big. Goofy, stupid house that most of us won't even be allowed to. Probably even clean up if if, if he asked us to, or, or mow the lawn. It'd be somebody that they hired hired out. But it's uh, it was it was it was a really bad look for Kepka. And then when he when he said, "I got to get out of here. I can't beat these guys. There's no way." And then they they they, they clipped it to just uh, just before he joined the live tour, and they, he was asked about the live tour, and he uh, gave a a smirk about that, and that 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 showed you exactly why he was there. And it was like I said, it was a bad look, and he, he went to the live tour and got paid an astronomical amount of money and i get it i mean if somebody offered you that kind of money you would you would probably go too. it's just one of those things like you have to work less for more money who wouldn't take that i mean that's just the way things are so the live tour kind of gets a bad rap on that i think if it was, wasn't backed by the saudis they, it might get a better reception but there's a lot of golf like golf is one of the most games that hasn't really changed yes the technology ha- it has changed but in general it, it's four rounds the masters has tradition they play in the same course and the like and and, and go golf is golf and then the my, the, the live tour is, is a gimmicky thing, and it's kind of kind of a different thing. But it's it's it was a bad look on Kepcheg. If you get to watch the documentary, it was it was good, not great. I thought it was done okay like the uh the, the 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 bumper before and the lead up to it and and the uh the preview of it it was going to be a lot better than, than than it turned out to be it was it was okay it was entertaining enough to watch on on a wednesday night when it's 30 below here in southern alberta so it was, it was fine but i thought it could could have been done a little bit better it, I, I'll, I'll watch the rest of it but i had higher hopes for for it when it started uh yeah it uh came across as good but they, they, they just they, the golfers have the uh they're, they're by themselves out there and if they don't play well they, they don't make any money if they don't ma- make cuts they, they don't make any money before you know it you're, you, you you don't have your tour card so there is a different kind of pressure on these guys that uh, that I don't think a lot of us understand but the way it was flaunted I guess you don't have to watch it right I mean what did I expect I, I di- didn't expect them to be rolling at a at a one bedroom apartment in, in South Bronx right like so that's kind of kind of the a uh, funny a funny thing it's uh, it was entertaining enough but uh, I, I like Sh- Sh- Scotty shuffler a lot more than 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 i did uh, this time yesterday and i don't like uh uh Brooks Kepka a, a lot more than, than I did this time yesterday too so the, like I said the way they can clip these things and the way they they can make it look uh that they, they did their job and they uh, they they are going to have people watching it and it's golf's a huge 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 game a lot of people watch it a lot of people will tune into the documentary netflix will get paid because they there're another person uh, group that just they're in it to make dough i guess we all are when it comes down to it but no it was it was fun to watch but yeah kepka came across as just an absolute entitled prick and he when you when you look up entitled millennial prick in, in the in wikipedia i guarantee you that his uh, his picture comes up anyways there's my rant for the day these are getting uh, more and more anyways on this day in 1985 future hall of famer patrick wall played his first games for the montreal canadians uh what a career he had. Three Vesna trophies, four Stanley Cups, two with Carlo Adel, two with Montreal. Widely considered the greatest goaltender of all time. Uh, kept, you probably got three or four guys who were in that conversation. Marty Berder being one. I don't think Carey Price is in that, in, in that realm anywhere uh, in there, but uh, you got to think that Patrick Waugh is right up there. Uh, the only perp, uh, NHL person in history to win the Conn Smythe. And, uh, On three separate occasions. Man, that's crazy how he did that. And uh, happy 60th birthday to Bobby Bonilla, born this day in 1963 in New York City. Six-time All-Star World Series champion of Florida Marlins in 97. And most importantly, get to paycheck every year on July the 1st. over a million dollars for a contract he signed back in two that will run to 2035 the way it was all all worked out deferred payments and the whole bit so he gets a million point one i think it is every uh every year on the uh on the on july 1st on canada day here i had an interview with a tattooed umpire yesterday had some technical uh problems there i'll clip it together we'll get that out to all you umpires out there who listen to the show and uh have some the if you haven't listened to the Landon, uh Landon Barassa interview that I did two days ago I think it was give that a list and I'll have a little clip of of that show uh, uh, right after this anyways thanks for everybody for listening to the show we appreciate all the all the support you're given us so far make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and remember it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with hot dog a sandwich
0: mm, no it's its own category hot dog's a hot dog uh
1: day games or night
0: games um if I'm pitching, I love pitching in day games, but it's hard not to be romantic about a nice night game.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd rather work a night game myself, too. Uh, have you ever been thrown out of a game?
0: I have not. Actually, the only time I was closest was in the WCBL. I can't remember who it was. We were playing a home game, Lethbridge, against somebody, and somebody from the dugout was popping off, and whoever the umpire was, I, can't, I cannot remember who it was, they turned to the dugout and they threw out the first guy they saw, which was me. He just turned and looked at me and said, "You're gone." And I kind of looked at him and said, "I don't." Okay. And then the guy next to me just started walking. So I, I don't know what, but I'm pretty sure he was the guy who said something anyway. But that's the closest I've ever been. That that's
1: a that's a good thing. So guy, I, I hate that part of the game when guys get guys get thrown out. It just puts a sour <laughs> taste in everybody's
0: mouth. It's no it's no fun.
1: Uh, favorite ballpark you ever played in?
0: Ooh. That's a really good question. I'm going to go with a unique kind of answer to this. Uh, Jackie Robinson Stadium in L.A. where UCLA, UCLA plays. Yeah. yeah, we went down there opening weekend 2021 20, and took two out of three. So that's got to be my favorite spot.
1: A little bit because it's nice. It's a nice spot and you have a little bit of uh, heartfelt moments in there kind of deal for, for doing that. Uh, last one, then we'll get you out of here. You can go enjoy enjoy the snow here in, in Southern Alberta. Uh, longest home run you ever gave up?
0: Oh, man. Mm, my first Division One start against UT San Antonio. I can't remember who it was, but he hit it, and it's still going to this day, and that was five <laughs> years ago. Still
1: hasn't landed. Yeah. Oh, I love look Because everybody always remembers that, like, oh, I struck out this guy, and I got this.